give. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to New Dimensions Online Church Service. God bless all of you family and friends that have joined us today. We're so excited about this opportunity to fellowship with you virtually. Uh, yes, we miss being with you in person and uh, praying for that day to speedily return. But until then, uh, we're believing that God is... Uh, bringing some good stuff out of this and uh, reaching more people than we've ever reached before. And uh, we speak the blessings of the Lord on you, your families, and all you set your hands to. We're decreeing and declaring your best days are yet to come. Pastor Tyler asked me to step in for him this morning. And uh, I want to parenthetically interject here a happy birthday to my wonderful daughter-in-law, uh, Mylena, who celebrated it on this past uh, uh, Thursday. Reach out to her and let her know you love her. She's standing behind a good man, and uh, we bless her, and we say happy birthday uh, to you. Well, I'm going to do what I do, just jump right into the Word. Got a word on my heart this morning, uh, just simply entitled, The Power of Patience. Uh, write that in your comments, The Power of uh, Patience. And I want to begin with a verse of Scripture in Luke chapter 8 and verse 15, uh, where Jesus said, but that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Type the word patience in your comments. We're familiar with this portion of the parable of the sower in which Jesus expounds and elaborates on the conditions of the sores of the hearts of men upon which the seed of the word of God falls. Without going into the other sores of the parable, I am highlighting this particular soil which Jesus says is good ground. He says this good ground represents those who in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and they bring forth fruit with patience. You see, everybody wants to be fruitful. Everybody wants to be productive. Everybody wants to be successful. Everybody wants to do great things. But this parable reminds us that there can be no fruitfulness without patience. There can be no productivity without patience. There can be no success without patience. There can be no greatness without patience. You can't get your fruit without patiently waiting on your fruit. A harvest of fruit is reaped through the power of patience. And the scripture dives deeper into the necessity of the power of patience in Luke chapter 21 and verse 19, where Jesus himself said that in your patience, possess ye your souls, King James Version says. In your patience, possess ye your souls. These words of Jesus were spoken against the backdrop of his discourse on end time events in the last days and without attempting to exhaust all Jesus had to say about all that would take place in these last of the last days. Indulge me to mention a few uh, found in Luke 21, 8 through 11, where he said, take heed that you be not deceived. For many shall come in my name saying, I am the Christ. And the time draws near. 
Go ye not therefore after them. But when you shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified, for these things must first come to pass, but the end is not yet. Then said he unto them, in Luke 21 and verse 10, Nations shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. Verse 11, and great earthquakes shall be in divers places and famines and pestilences and fearful sights and great signs shall be from heaven. And down in verses 16 and 17 of Luke 21, he said, And you shall be betrayed both by parents and brethren, kinfolk and friends, and some of you shall they cause to be put to death, and you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. Not exactly what we call um, uh, popular Christianity. Uh, and, and Jesus said in the midst of all these end-time events, don't let your priority be that of possessing money. Don't let your priority be that of possessing things. Don't let your priority be that of possessing friends. Don't let your priority be that of possessing popularity. But let your priority be that of possessing your souls. Jesus says that the key to possessing your souls is patience. In your patience, he said, possess ye your soul. The power of patience will help you to possess your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions when all hell is breaking loose in your life. This subject of the power of patience continues to unfold in such passages as Romans chapter 5, uh, verses 1 through 4, when after the Apostle Paul said, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through uh, our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, listen to this, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation works patience and patience experience and experience hope. This is a passage about spiritual development concerning which a lot could be said. But let me summarize it by saying that the Bible says in Romans 8, 28, that we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to God's purpose. I want you to lift your hands and repeat this after me. Say, thank you, Lord, that we know that all things work together for the good of those who love you and are called according to your purpose. You ought to just pause and put your hands together and give God praise for that wonderful, wonderful promise in the Word of God. But implicit in this well-known Romans 8:28 passage is the active work of the sovereignty of God in the life of the believer in the sense that nothing you are going through is greater than what God is able to do. I repeat it. Nothing you are going through is greater than what God is able to do. That's a reason to give your God praise. Blessed be his name. But you see, that which God is able to do is not relegated to or limited to what God does for you or even through you. Because God not only wants to do something for you to bless you, and God not only wants to do something through you to use you, but also and more so, God wants to do something in you 
to develop you. As Pastor Tyler reminded us so powerfully last week that God even wants to develop us in the darkness. And Romans 5 here discloses that part and parcel of the process of development in the life of the believer is this thing called patience. Because you can rejoice, but if you don't have patience, your rejoicing won't last. You can go through tribulations, but if you don't have patience, the tribulation won't profit you. You can have experience, but if you don't have patience, the experience won't cultivate proven and tried and trustworthy character. You can have hope, but if you don't have patience, your hope won't produce the intended result desired. But if you have patience, you can come out of the, the, the battles, not bitter, but you can come out of the battles better. If you have patience, you won't come out of the hell with no hope. You'll come out of the hell full of hope. If you have patience, you won't come out of the problem praising God less. You'll come out of the problem praising God more. And you can rejoice. Why? Because the Bible says you know that tribulation works patience, and patience experience a proven character and experience hope. In other words, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, that's what I call hope. That's what I call confident expectation in the sovereignty of an almighty God. Speaking of hope in conjunction with the power of patience, listen to what the Bible Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 25, but if we hope for that which we see not, then do we with patience wait for it? What are you hoping for that you do not yet see? What are you confidently expecting God to do in your life that your eyes have not yet seen? Whatever you're hoping for, Whatever you are confidently expecting God uh, to do, and it is not yet seen, it is not yet manifested, it is not uh, yet materialized and been realized and been made visible to your natural eyes, then the Bible says we should with patience wait for it. The next verse gives us something that helps us to with patience wait for it in Romans chapter 15. And verse 4, Romans chapter 15 and verse 4, where Paul said, For whatsoever things were written aforetime for our learning, these things were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might hope, have hope. This verse reveals that if you want your hope to remain strong, you need patience. And one of the things that helps you get this kind of patience, the scripture says, is learning the things that were written uh, in the scriptures and the Bible says that the scriptures bring about a comfort that enhances our patience, leading to a stronger hope. For example, 
when you read and study uh, what was written about Joseph and how though he was thrown in the ordeal of the pit and the ordeal of Potiphar and the ordeal of a prison, it still didn't keep him from his God-ordained deal with Pharaoh. You see, reading and studying and meditating on uh, that uh, and such biblical stories become a, a source of encouragement. And that's just one of the examples of what we can learn uh, from Scripture that encourages and enhances our patience and comforts us to know that if the power of patience can take Joseph from his pitiful, pathetic pit to his uh, palace, the power of patience can, can take us from our problem to our prophetic uh, purpose. Uh, blessed be the name of the Lord. And, and you may say, but Greg, I don't have that kind of patience. Then I've got good news for you in this next verse uh, in Romans 15 and verse 5. Romans 15 and verse 5, which says, Now the God of, listen to this, now the God of patience, my God, that's a reason to pause and give God praise that he's a God of patience. Paul said in Romans 15, 5, and now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like minded one toward another according to Jesus Christ. Here our God is described as the God of patience. Which means he's not only the ultimate example of patience, but he's also the ultimate source of patience. So when you don't have what it takes to be patient in a particular situation, you can go to the God of patience. And when you go to the God of patience, you can pray this prayer of patience in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 11 where I'm um, breaking into the middle of a prayer that Paul prayed for the believers at Colossae, uh, which is a prayer that should be prayed uh, um, frequently uh, for us as believers as well. Uh, in Colossians 1.11, where he prayed that God would strengthen us with all might according to his glorious power unto, listen to this, all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness. Wow, what a powerful prayer. Because it reveals that we don't have to have a joyless patience. We can have a joyful patience. Why? Because the God of patience will strengthen us with all might according to his glorious uh, uh, power. Lift your hands toward uh, heaven right now and pray this prayer after me. Lift your hands right where you are and say, God, right now, I ask you to strengthen me with all might according to your glorious power, so that I can have patience and long-suffering with joyfulness in the midst of my circumstances and experiences and situations and adversities of life in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Pause right now. Put your hands together right where you are and give God praise that he is hearing and he is answering that prayer. And look at one of the benefits of this kind of patience in the next verse, Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12, where the writer of Hebrews says, don't be slothful but be followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. 
The writer of the book of Hebrews reminds us under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that if you're going to inherit the promise, and I'm sure everyone who's looking and listening right now want to inherit the promises of God. He says that if you're going to inherit the promises of God, if you're going to be all that God wants you to be, do all that God wants you to do and have all that God wants you to have, then you must not only have faith, you must also have patience. Because the promises of God are inherited not just through the power of faith, but the promises of God are inherited also through the power of patience. It is through faith and patience that we inherit the promises. The writer of Hebrews elaborates on it further in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 35 through 37 where he says, beginning in verse 35 of Hebrews 10, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. My God, that's a word of the Lord to somebody who's looking and listening right now. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. You see, the power of patience will empower you to not cast away your confidence because you understand it has a great recompense of reward. That's why he says in verse 36 of Hebrews 10, for you have need of patience. Any, any honest folk uh, looking and listening right now that would be willing to put, raise your hand in the comment and say, yes, I have need of patience. Well, the Bible agrees with you uh, when it says uh, you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. You see, when it comes to the promises of God, we must remember that God will always do his part. But it takes the power of patience for us to do our part. It takes the power of patience to stand and having done all, stand. It takes the power of patience to say like Jacob, I won't let you go until you bless me, Lord, after wrestling with him all night long. It takes the power of patience to understand that weeping may endure for a night, but all oh, the joy of the Lord comes in the morning. It takes the power of patience to run the race that is set before you, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. It takes the power of patience when all hell is breaking loose to not give up, give in, and give out. It takes the power of patience to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the, the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I call it the power of patience. That's why he said here in verse 36 of Hebrews 10, uh, that you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. And verse 37 of Hebrews 10 says, for yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and he will not tarry. In other words, hold on for just a little while longer, for he may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. That's why James exhorts us in the, the book of James chapter 5 beginning verse uh, with verse 7 where he says be patient. That's the word to you this morning. Be patient therefore brethren unto the coming of the Lord. 
Behold, the husbandman waited for the precious fruit of the earth and had long patience for it until he received the early and latter rain. James reminds us that you can't get the precious fruit and you can't benefit from the early and the latter rain without the power of patience. That's why he goes on to say in verse 8 of James 5, Be ye therefore patient. Be ye therefore patient. Establish your heart, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. And listen to this intriguing interjection here in James 5, um, in verse 9, where he says, Grudge not one against the other. James 5, 9. Grudge not one against the other, brethren, lest ye be judged, because the judge standeth before the door. James interjected this warning against holding grudges because it is one of the temptations during a season of adversity while you're waiting patiently for what God has for you. Don't hold grudges. I feel led of the Holy Spirit to pause right here and challenge you to lift your hands, close your eyes, and let go of those grudges or that grudge. Just tell God, I let it go right now because I don't want to miss out on what you have for me. And I don't want to displease you. And I don't want anything to hinder me from fulfilling your plan and purpose for my life. Don't hold grudges. And he goes on to say in verse 10, take my brother and the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction and patience. Verse 11 says, Behold, we count them happy which endure. You have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is pitiful and of tender mercy. Job experienced the end of what the Lord had in mind and discovered that God is very pitiful and of tender mercies because Job experienced and exercised the power of patience. I close with this verse in Ecclesiastes 7, 8. Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. And the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. The writer highlights the direct correlation between the power of patience and your end being better than your beginning. If you're patient, then like Job, you'll discover your end will be better than your beginning. So Heavenly Father, I pray that you will release a fresh wave and a fresh wind of the power of patience to these your people who are looking and listening today in the matchless name of Jesus. I pray for that one person who may be watching today and saying that I don't know if I were to die right now, I'd go to heaven and spend eternity with God, but I want to know I pray that you'll touch their hearts, warm on in as they call on the name of the Lord and say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I accept you as my Savior. I confess you as my Lord. I follow you for the rest of my days. And may they reach out to us and connect to us by hitting home on, on, on the, on, in the comments. And our people will reach out to you and we'll welcome you into the family of God. God bless you. God keep you. And may you walk in the power of patience. In Jesus' name. 
Well, church, I hope you enjoyed that powerful word. And I believe that God is doing something in the inside of our hearts. Even though we cannot meet together, I believe that God is doing something in our hearts right in our living rooms, right in our bedrooms. And I just want to encourage you, if you have not made the decision to follow Jesus, you can at any point in time during this service, at any point in time when you're listening later, I want you to type home in the comments. There are people who are ready and willing to reach out to you to see how we can pray for you, how we can support you and uplift you in this time. And if you do not know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, it's just a prayer away. Just let him know. He is listening to you. Just let him know, God, I desire to follow you. I desire to transfer all of my personal worth, all of my personal satisfaction, all of my personal cares over to a God who is greater than my situation. And I desire to follow after you in the way, loving you in all that I say and I do and reflecting your character. Give me the strength to do it by the power of your Holy Spirit. And if you pray that prayer in your own words, you don't have to repeat it after me. You have joined the family of God. For the word says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. Once again, you can type home in the comments. We're so excited to walk with you on this new journey. I also want to say that if you want to join our church, there are people who are, who are actively in that process right now. And I'm so excited. We had a phenomenal meeting this past week with them. And so I just want to encourage you to reach out at any time. It doesn't necessarily have to even be in the season. If you're watching two months down the line, I want you to type join in the comments. And I want to be able to reach out to you and tell you about how we can continue to encourage you in this season. If you missed the opportunity to give, there's three ways you can do so. You can go to ndccpensacola.org and click offerings on our website. You can also go to the Tively app and type in New Dimensions Christian Center, or you can mail it in the old-fashioned way, P.O. Box 6400, Pensacola, Florida, 32503. Church, I miss you. I miss you so much. But I believe that God is doing something on the inside of us, and I want to encourage you, do not miss next week. Do not miss next week because God has given us a word that we're going to declare and deliver to you. And in the meantime, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. Give you peace and power as you go throughout your way. Now go and be blessed. Conquer this week. Win this week. And be safe while you do it. I love you so much. And on behalf of New Dimensions Christian Center, I want to encourage you to come back next week where our destiny is helping you to unlock your destiny.